Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Tonight, Wednesday night, Bible study. Amen. And we're coming tonight to, once again, study the Word of God. Amen. I don't know about you, but today, well, every day, praise God, need a word from God. And today, you ever have one of those days where you just really need a word from God, you know, where you need to hear his voice, you need to get that assurance, you need that guidance, that wisdom, um, you need that strength. There's so much that comes from the word of God. And I'm believing tonight that those who, you know, come with a desire, amen, um, will be, will be filled. The Bible says, Jesus said that if, if we hunger and thirst after righteousness, we shall be filled. And so I believe that if we hunger and thirst after the word of God and after God, that we will be filled. And so I'm believing on that tonight um, for those who desire to receive, we shall receive. Amen. Let's believe that by faith that we shall receive tonight that what we need. Amen. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I need something from the Lord today. Praise the Lord. Um, I'm going to ask you today or tonight, this evening, to turn with me to the book of Exodus, chapter 16. Exodus, chapter 16. And, you know, we're continuing to be built up in our faith. God continues to speak to us. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so as we continue to come and we set ourselves before the word, we read the word into our hearing, we allow the Holy Spirit to speak unto us, um, we're built up in our faith. Yeah. And you know, sometimes, you know, that the, the deposits of God are imperceptible. You don't know that God is working in you right now until later um, when the harvest comes up. And, you know, Jesus once told a, a story about a man who sowed seed and, and then um, the seed, the ground produced corn. And Jesus said that the man knew not how. Mm -hmm. but the ground produced it. And see, that's what happens with us. The parable of the sower tells us that the seed is the word of God. And if we plant the seed in our heart, it will produce a crop. It will produce a harvest and we'll know not how, but God will bring it to pass. And so I'm believing by faith that we're going to get answers tonight. We're going to get direction tonight. We'll get inspiration um, and things will turn around for any of us who are truly trusting and believing in God for it. And we won't know how, but praise be unto God, um, it's going to happen. Amen. And so we're in Exodus chapter 16. And let's look at verse number three. It says, And the children of Israel said unto them, to Moses and Aaron. Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full. 
for ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. Amen. Let's just stop there and let's pray. Father, we bless your holy name. Yes, and we thank you, O oh God, for your word. We thank you, God, that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, that it leads us and guides us in the way we should go. And Father God, we're praying for direction tonight. We're praying for instruction tonight. We even pray for correction tonight, yes, God, that we may walk uprightly before you in the name of Jesus. Bless us now by your spirit to come away with wisdom, knowledge, and with understanding. But most of all, God, let us be doers of the word that we hear, that we may truly glorify you, not only by what we know, but by what we do. Yes. Father God, we humble ourselves under your hands now. We ask you to have your way, and we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, so tonight, amen, uh, we want to talk about... <clears throat> You know, really uh, trust, you know, trusting God. Do we trust God? And I know so many of us will say, yeah, I trust the Lord. Of course, I trust the Lord. Um, but, you know, we, we really have to look at it and examine ourselves and see, are we trusting God in truth? We may say that, but are we trusting God in truth? And, you know, many times when we look in the Bible, we can learn from the children of Israel, you know, in the Old Testament. We can learn from the disciples in the New Testament and how each of them responded to the word of God. How the, how the children of Israel in the Old Testament responded to the word through God's chosen leaders. And then how the disciples and, and the Pharisees and others responded to the word of God, Jesus, um, in, in the New Testament. And here tonight, the children of Israel, uh, the Bible tells us that they were complaining to Moses and Aaron. It wasn't the first time they complained. Um, they complained about all kinds of things. <laughs> Amen. Uh, they complained when they had no water. They complained when, you know, they didn't have the type of food that they wanted to eat like they did here in the scripture text tonight they complained so much they said we wish we would have died in the land of egypt you know they would they <laughs> because they said they remembered when they sat and they ate good food they said they ate bread to the full um and they didn't have that kind of provision in the wilderness and so they were complaining to the leaders and you know the bible says in numbers 11 and 1 that when the people complained it displeased the Lord. Mm -hmm. God is not pleased with complaining. And so we need to really keep in mind that every single time we utter a complaint, it displeases mm -hmm. God. Yeah. Right? Every complaint. And, you know, some people say, you, you, ever heard, you ever say this? I have a right to complain. <laughs> yeah. See, the devil is a liar. If God says that he doesn't like complaining, what right do we have <laughs> to complain? That's our flesh talking. I have a right to complain. But if someone were to ask you, where did you get that right? 
you wouldn't have an answer. <laughs> Amen. It's like if you just pull it out of thin air. I have a right to complain. Um, but you know what's interesting about that? No one ever says I have a right to be grateful. <laughs> I have a right to say thank you. No. But we have a right to complain. See, that's that's a trick of the enemy. Because he knows that the de- that that God says he doesn't like complaining. Right. It displeases him. But we know on the flip side of the coin, right, that faith pleases God. Mm-hmm. Faith pleases God. Complaining displeases God. So let us know that complaining is really walking in a lack of faith. Um, and so, and again, what we're people of God and the just shall live by what? By faith. So when we complain, we're not acting in faith because really when we're complaining, we're believing that our situation is so bad that all we can do is complain about it because it's not going to change. God's Mm -hmm. not going to change it. And if we don't believe God's going to intervene in our lives, then we certainly aren't standing in faith. And then we become hopeless. We get into despair next thing you know words are coming out of our mouths in the form of a complaint yeah and so that's what happened to the people here they wanted the food of egypt we're going to look at something else in in a few minutes but keep that in mind they wanted the food of egypt um so the lord said to moses in verse four he said i'm going to rain down bread from heaven and he said um, that the people will go out and gather at a certain rate every day. And he said this, he said, that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. Mm -hmm. So God said, I'm going to provide bread from heaven, not for a week, not for a month, not for a year. I'm gonna do it every day. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm gonna do that so I can prove them or test them uh, whether they will walk in my law or no, whether they will obey me, whether they will trust me, whether they will follow me or not. Mm-hmm. So God's daily provision of this bread um, was a test of their trust, their faith, their obedience. Mm-hmm. The daily provision. Verse 5, And it shall come to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. So on the sixth day they could go out and gather twice as much of this bread that God was going to provide from heaven. And so Moses and Aaron told the children of Israel what God's plan was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's jump down um, to verse number 14. And when the dew that was laid upon, and the dew that was, and when the dew that lay was gone up, so the dew that come in the morning was laying on the ground, on the grass, Behold, upon the face of the wilderness, there lay a small round thing as a, as small as a whore of frost on the ground. And when the children saw it, they said to one another, It is manna, for they wist not know it was. And that manna either means what is it or what. But this phrase, it is manna, was like, what is it? Mm-hmm. They had never seen it before. It was some thin, flaky, you know, um, almost like a crust. It was very mm-hmm. thin that they would gather off the ground. And they didn't know what it was, so they called it manna. What is it? And Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. So God had provided this bread from heaven. 
This is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Gather it every man according to his eating, an omer for every man, or about two quarts, according to the number of your persons. Take ye every man for them which are in his tents. And the children did so. They gathered. Some took a little bit more. Some took a little bit less. But the Bible tells us something. That whatever they took for that day, they had enough. Yes. If someone took a lot, they had enough for their family. If someone took a little, they had enough. Whatever they took, mm -hmm. it was enough for that day. Verse 19, Moses told them, though, don't leave any until the morning. In other words, whatever you get today is for today. Don't leave anything for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Verse 20, it says, notwithstanding, they hearken not to Moses. So they didn't. So here they go. God said, I'm telling you about, I'm giving you this daily bread to test you, to prove you, to see if you're going to follow me. And right away, they didn't hearken. They didn't listen because some of them kept some of the manna until the next morning. Mm -hmm. And what happened? It bred worms, verse 20, and stank. And Moses was wroth or angry with them. So they were plainly told, take what you need for today, no more. Yeah. Right? Um, on the sixth day, you can grab the double because God didn't want them working on the Sabbath day, going out to collect. But take what you need for today, no more, and don't try to keep any overnight for the next day. Right. But they didn't want to listen, right? And it turned, you know, it got maggots in it, worms were in it, and it started to stink. So let's go to verse 21. And they gathered it every morning, every man according to his eating. And when the sun waxed hot, it melted. So you got to get what you get in the morning, and then it's gone. Mm -hmm. And it came to pass on the sixth day that they gathered twice as much bread. Uh, the rulers came to him, and they wanted to know why. And Moses said... This is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is the rest of the Holy Sabbath unto the Lord. Bake that which you would bake today uh, and don't keep any until the morning. Verse 24. So they laid it up until the morning and it didn't stink. Mm -hmm. See, so when they went out on the, on the day before Sabbath, they gathered twice as much. Right. But that leftover for the following day didn't stink. Right? Again, it shows you the difference between following God and following yourself. You see, because God said, when you go out every day, don't keep any until the morning. Right. Except on the sixth day, because I don't want you going out on the Sabbath day and gathering. Mm -hmm. So the same manner, right? It can be kept overnight, but if you keep it contrary to what God says, right. you know, it's going to stink. Right. It's not going to be good for you. It's not going to be healthy for you. But if you follow what God says, you can keep it overnight, mm -hmm. right, on that sixth day, and the man is going to be just as good. Right. It's going to be just as healthy. But it just lets you know the difference between. It's not the thing. Whatever it is that we have in our life, it's not, it's not the job. It's not the money. It's not the ministry. It's not the marriage. Mm -hmm. It's not the relationship. It's whether we're following God in it. Mm -hmm. See, so many people think that something is wrong with the thing. So like here, you keep the manna overnight and you go, man, what's up with this manna? It, it doesn't even stay overnight. No, it'll stay overnight if 
your keeping of it is consistent with God's commands. Mm -hmm. But so many times we want to do things our way, but we want God's results. The only way, glory to God, the only way we get God's results is doing things God's way. We're not going to get God's results doing things man's way, doing things our way. So during the week, if they wanted to keep the manna, that was each one of the, the people who did that trying to do things their way. They got bad results. But on the Sabbath day, if they kept it overnight, well, that was God's way. Right. They got good results. And so many times if we're getting good or bad results, we need to check, or especially when we're getting bad results, we need to check, are we doing things God's way? Mm -hmm. Or are we doing it our way? The Bible says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. See, things can seem right. Yes. Things can seem okay. Things can seem to make sense, but that's not the standard. Even if something makes sense, if it's not what God told us to do, then we shouldn't do it, right? right? You know, someone needs to hear that tonight because you're about to make a decision based on whether it makes sense or not. That's not the way people of God should make decisions, whether it makes sense. It can make sense to do a whole lot of things from a worldly view or from a natural view. But God does a lot of things that don't make any sense. Um, and God knows that what it is that you need to do in this particular situation. And it's not about figuring it out. I, you know, we say this to people, you know, and all the time. It's not about figuring it out. It's about searching it out. Right. It's about searching it out. Jesus said, seek and you will find. If you're looking for an answer, don't try to figure it out. Search it out. Search the heart of God. Search the word of God. Search, you know, in prayer for the will of God in that situation. And then search your heart to see if you have the peace of God, which is evidence of the Holy Ghost, giving you that settled sense in your spirit. I can go ahead and do this thing. Um, but don't try to figure it out. Life's not a math problem. Amen. And and God didn't call on us to figure it out. He wants us to search it out. Amen. Mm -hmm. um, I think the Bible says somewhere in Proverbs, right, that it's the glory of the king to search out, right? Right. To search out a matter. Mm -hmm. And we're and we're kings. Amen. We're a generation of kings and priests. It's to our glory to search out a matter. Right. Amen. So we got to search the thing out. And so on the sixth day, they kept it. And 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 it was fine, right? They gathered us twice as much bread, verse twenty-two, um, and and Moses explained why. And when they kept it until the morning, it it was still good. Um, but know what's interesting about this? That as verse twenty-seven tells us, that it came to pass that there went out some of the people on the seventh day to gather the manna, and they found none. Now, isn't this amazing? Again, remember, God said, I'm providing daily manna. To, I'm going to prove you. I'm going to test you to see if you're going to follow me. And, and look what happened. Don't keep any until the morning. What did they do? They kept some until the morning. Day before the Sabbath, take as much 
you know, it takes but two days because I don't want you going out on the Sabbath day right. and trying to collect manna. There's not going to be any there. What did some of them do? They went out on the Sabbath right. day mm -hmm. anyway. Now, one of the easiest things to do is to say, these knucklehead people, why can't they just follow God? And yet, I don't know about you, but many times before I can even finish a sentence like that, if I start to say something like that, oh, yeah. the Holy Spirit immediately convicts and says, just like you, yeah. right? Just like you. And how many of us are just like this, right? That, that, that God is providing, mm -hmm. can't say he's not, he's providing and he's giving us instructions. And yet we want to put a little twist on it. Right. We want to do a little thing. We want to do what seems right to us. We want to do the thing that seems to make sense or do what other people are doing. And none of that right. is how we're supposed to live. Right. None of it. Now, let's turn to um, uh, Numbers chapter 11. Numbers chapter 11, and it's in verse 1 where we were talking about earlier, where it says, and when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. But we're not going to go there. We're going to go to um, verse number 4. Numbers chapter 11, verse 4. And it says, and the mixed multitude that was among them fell a-lusting. And the children of Israel also wept again and said, who shall give us flesh to eat? Now, I just want to stop here for a second. Because, you know, we're in the world. Jesus said we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Mm -hmm. Right? And God also tells his children not to be unequally yoked. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, we got friends and we have family members who aren't saved. And no one is saying run to the hills from them. <laughs> right? Right. But we still need to be careful of how entangled we may get with them, with their thinking, with their speaking, with, you know what I mean? Because, see, the world speaks a certain way. Right, yeah. Because, as, as it says in the book of Galatians, you know, it talks about they who don't have God, they are without hope in the world. Right. Well, those who don't have the Lord are without hope in the world. But people of God have hope, mm -hmm. right? And we should speak a certain way. Amen. We Amen. should think a certain way. We should walk a certain way. We should act a certain way. God said, be ye holy for I am holy. And he's talking to his people. Um, and so we always have to be careful about our associations, right? Mm -hmm. And again, this is not trying to say get away from family members and friends who are unsaved, but you got to make sure you guard your vessel, right? Yeah. You have to make sure you guard your vessel. Why are we saying that? Because in verse 4, it said the mixed multitude. See, because there were some people who were not Hebrew, who were, who were traveling with the people of God, uh -huh. right? As they came out of Egypt and, and they're traveling around in the wilderness. And it said the mixed multitude. Uh -huh. And, you know, the Amplified Version says the rabble who followed Israel from Egypt. See, there were some people who weren't Israelites who followed the Hebrews as, as they left Egypt. Uh -huh. And so the mixed multitude, what did they do? They fell a-lusting. Yeah. That's how the sentence begins. And then it says, and the children of Israel also wept again. 
And I believe that part of their complaining came because the mixed multitude started to complain. Mm -hmm. See, that's why we got to be careful. See, the world may be complaining and people who don't know God may be complaining, complaining about the economy, complaining about the stock market, complaining about this thing or that, or that thing. Be careful about that. And just don't adopt the world way of talking and mm -hmm. thinking because next thing you know, you're complaining, right. right? So the children of Israel, God's people, also started getting upset. And they said, who will give us flesh to eat? And look what they said in verse 5. We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. Sounded similar to what they were saying in Exodus chapter 16 when they were talking about how they wanted the flesh pots, mm -hmm. right? They wanted to have they wanted to have some meat. And they said, listen, we remember we ate to the full. All right. And so here they are again saying, we remember how we ate in Egypt. Mm -hmm. We had all this. He said, but now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all beside this manna before our eyes. You can almost, you can almost, you can almost see the disdain dripping off of their words. We have nothing but this manna. Right. Right? How did they get to that point? They got to that point. Part of it is because the mixed multitude was complaining. But we see also in Exodus chapter 16 that they were, they were complaining already. Right. Right? And in both instances, they were longing for the food of Egypt. Mm -hmm. Longing for the food of bondage. Longing for the yeah. food that was tied to the end of the slave master's whip. That's an amazing thing. They were longing for something that came from a period of their life of bondage, of enslavement, of pain, of suffering, of hardship, of toil. But man, that food was good though. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That food was good though. And see, it sounds funny until we realize again that sometimes that's all we, right? Sometimes that desire to have our flesh satisfied yeah. will overlook all the other bad aspects of it. You know, people who have been in bad relationships, you know that man's mistreated you. You know he was no good. You know that he's untrustworthy. You know all those things. But boy, he sure took me on to some nice places, though. And that's not, right? It's not God's best, right? And it wasn't God's best for, for, the, for, the, for the children of, of Israel. But, but here's the other thing. They said, we don't have anything but this manna. Now think about that. We don't have anything but this manna. You ever been sometimes a little bit dissatisfied with what you have because you don't have more? Yeah. Watch this though. We don't have anything but this manna. Where did the manna come from? Manna was a miraculous gift of God mm -hmm. that came from heaven. We're going to see in a minute, Jesus called it the bread of heaven. Right. Right. And it was a, it was a, it was miraculous. It was there every day. They didn't know what it was. They didn't know where it came from, mm -hmm. right? Other than it was, you know, courtesy of the true and living God. But here's the thing: God gave them manna, and He gave it to them every single day. Right. And yet, instead of being grateful, glory to God for what they had. What did they do? They complained about what 
it didn't have. Right. And if that doesn't convict a whole lot of people, you're not listening. Because how many times do we find dissatisfaction in our lives based on what we don't have? Yeah. And completely overlooking the things that we do have. As if the things that we have, we're entitled to have them. No, just like this matter, whatever we have comes courtesy of the true and living God. And he doesn't have to give us anything. Amen. Amen. He doesn't have to give us anything. And yet he provides generously. He provides faithfully for us. And Lord, forgive us today for all the times that we've complained about what we don't have. Instead of being grateful for what we do have. Yeah. Instead of being grateful that they had something to eat. They longed for what they no longer had. And by doing that completely disregarded. Yes. All the negative things that were associated with the thing that they were longing for. Mm -hmm. Father forgive us but we know not what we do. Mm. When we complain about what we don't have. We're acting like these children of Israel. Yeah. And the disdain is dripping off our lips the same way it dripped off theirs when they said, we don't have anything at all beside this manna. We don't have anything at all. And then they're going to say, except this. Mm -hmm. But they didn't, they didn't esteem it, right? They didn't value what it was. Listen, it is a beautiful thing to have a thankful heart. Amen. A truly thankful heart. No matter what it is you have, great or small. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that when we're thankful unto God, it's, like, it's a grace is released in our life. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the goodness of God is released in our life because we're grateful for what we have. Uh, is it easy to complain? Of course it is because it doesn't take much to look around and to allow your flesh to be dissatisfied. All right. Mm -hmm. But here is the thing, and glory to God, did they say it here? My gosh. In verse 6, they said, because they were longing for the food of Egypt. Look what they said. They said, but now our soul is dried away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You need to be careful for what you say. Now our soul is dried away. They wanted their flesh to be satisfied, but didn't realize they were losing their soul. Yeah. But they said it, though. They spoke. And I want to show you something. If we can go to Psalm 106. I believe it's in Psalm 106. Yeah. Let's look at verse... Um, 14. Talking about the children of Israel. It said they lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tempted God in the desert. And he gave them their request, but sent leanness uh -huh. into their soul. See, they wanted meat and he sent quail. Remember, he said, I'm going to send you so much quail yep. that when you eat it, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to come out your nostrils. Yep. Right. You're going to because you're going to be so full. And, but what it says there, he gave them a request, but he sent leanness into their soul. In other words, 
I'll give you what you're looking for to satisfy your flesh. Right. But you're going to have a leanness in your soul. And where did that come from? I believe in some ways they spoke prophetically over their own life. But they said, but, but now our soul is dried away. Yeah, your soul is dried away. And, and do you know how important that is? That to get your flesh satisfied, but to have your soul dried away, or to get what you're looking for, mm -hmm. but to have a leanness in your soul, do you know how, how, how critical that is when we realize that our soul is the deciding factor in our prosperity, mm -hmm. right? Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Oh, yeah. Flesh follows after the devil. There's no good thing in the flesh. Spirit follows after God. We are spirit, soul, and body, spirit, soul, mm -hmm. and flesh, which means the deciding factor is our soul. Whether we prosper or not depends upon whether our soul triumphs. And if leanness comes into our soul, we lose. Yeah. We yeah. lose. Mm -hmm. And they weren't satisfied. That's why it's so, it's so important to remain thankful. You may not have everything you want. Who does? Right? right. Who has everything they want in this life? But that's not the point. The point is, is God looking after you? And they lost sight of that. They didn't have the leeks, the garlic, the onions, the fish, the melons, the cucumbers, and all that stuff. But remember, every man had enough. Right. Every family had enough. God was faithfully providing. So what's the question for us today? Yeah, you may not have everything, but is God faithfully providing right. for you? Mm -hmm. Amen. Now let's go to Matthew chapter 6. Jesus was teaching how to pray. He said in verse 9, After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And see, that, that harkens back to how God provided the daily bread in the wilderness mm -hmm. for the children of Israel when he provided the matter. How did he provide it? He provided it every day. Right. He didn't mm -hmm. provide a month's worth. He provided bread every day. Give us this day our daily bread. Um, um, Luke says, um, give us uh, day by day mm -hmm. our daily bread. Right? In Luke chapter 11, give us day by day our daily bread, right? Mm -hmm. Every day. What is that? That is a prayer of dependence. Right. It is a prayer of, of trust that, Lord, give me today, glory to God, give me today what I need, glory, today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and listen, I think all of us can be honest and say we're just as, as, as guilty as charged as the next one when we try to, to secure tomorrow and the next day and the next day, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of, in some ways, that's how the society is built and run, right? That right. we have to, you know, what, what do they say about rainy day? What is that? Put away, my, my. Yeah, put away, oh. right? Right, something like that, right? 
save for a rainy day, put away yeah. for a rainy day, some some rainy day thing. I'm glad I can't remember that. I'm glad you can't remember <laughs> it either. Because that's a worldly thing, amen? See, see the, the, the spiritual thing is we rely on God. Doesn't mean you don't plan for tomorrow, don't plan for the future. It's not it's not so much that. Right? Because Jesus talked about what man doesn't do, you know, who who doesn't do does something, try to build a house mm-hmm. or try to go to war and doesn't count the cost. Right. So yes, we, we do count costs. But that's for planning purposes. But are you relying on those things to provide for you? Mm-hmm. That's what that's what we're talking about here. That that this day by day provision is what we need in order to prosper each and every day. Yes. And we have and in here Jesus said this is how we're supposed to pray. Give me today, Lord, glory to God, what I need. Give me the, the bread I need today. Give and whether that bread is the wisdom you need today, it's the strength you need today, it's the answer you need today, it's 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 you know, the, 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 the calmness of spirit that you need today, the patience that you need today, mm-hmm. you know, the peace that you need today. Give me today what I need yes. today and, and not be looking to tomorrow, right? Yes. Because mm-hmm. see, the bread for today may not be good tomorrow, right. as we saw in Exodus, right? The bread that was good today, except for the Sabbath day, but the bread that was good today wasn't good the next day. Right. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Every day, and it puts us, where does it put us? It puts us in a place of dependency. Right. And see, I think that's where it becomes problematic for us because there's a part of us that doesn't want to depend on anybody. Right. And yet we serve a God who wants us to depend on him so much so that every day. Right. We're looking to the hills from whence cometh our help. Our help cometh from the Lord. And we're looking for him today to help us today. That's a tough thing to do when we tend to live, you know, by thinking about what we're going to do today, what we're going to do tomorrow, what we're going to do Saturday, what we're going to do Sunday. You know, we're so far ahead. And I believe God is saying, listen, I'm what you need, right? Every single day. Mm-hmm. And just as that manna was there every day, every day that you have on this green earth, I'm going to be there for you. And I'm going to give you what it is that you need to be totally satisfied on this day. The question is whether that's enough for us. Or do we need something more? Do we need something that will satisfy that doubt or that satisfy a fleshly desire or satisfy a need to know or those types of things? Or can we truly just trust God that I'm good today, Mm, right? right. I'm good today. I'm believing God is going to provide for me today. Because see, trusting, trusting, and obedience and faith, they all go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. See, because if they, the children of Israel, if if they were walking in faith, then they wouldn't have kept any food overnight. If they right. were walking in faith, they wouldn't have went out on the Sabbath day looking to see if there was some bread. 
out there. Mm-hmm. They're just taking God as his word, and that would have been it. Now let's um let's turn to John chapter six. verse 25 it says and when they had found him Jesus on the other side of the sea they said unto him rabbi when did you come here and Jesus said verily verily I say unto you ye seek me not because you saw the miracles but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled this was after Jesus had fed the 5,000 mm-hmm. with two fish and five loaves of bread he said you didn't come looking for me because you saw the miracle you saw you came looking for me because you had some fish sandwiches he said labor not for the meat which perishes but for that meat which endures unto everlasting life somebody needs to hear that see there's a meat there's food that perishes and then there's meat that's everlasting Mm -hmm. there's food that's everlasting and see some of the things that we look to satisfy ourselves you know, so many of them are temporary. Yes. That car, that new coat, that new house, you know, money, glory to God, you know that's temporary. Uh-huh. Money comes, money goes, doesn't it? You know, um, so many things that will satisfy us are, are temporary. Now you say, what, I, I shouldn't, yeah, I shouldn't want to have those things? Mm, it's not so much that you shouldn't want to have those things, but you certainly don't want those things to have you. Oh, yes. To the point where you take your eyes off your source yeah. and look to those things to satisfy. So labor not for the meat which perishes, but for the meat which endures into everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath the God the Father sealed. Then they said unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus said, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him who he has sent. And then they said to him, What sign will you give us that we may see and believe you? Uh, what does thou work? Our fathers de- did eat manna in the desert, and it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. <laughs> and Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my father. Amen. Giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then they said unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. So what is Jesus saying to them? They started talking about manna, the bread of heaven that was given by God to their ancestors. Right. And Jesus said, well, you know, Moses didn't give it to them, but that came from God. But the true bread of heaven, what are you saying? He said, it's me. <laughs> so we don't have to go out as the children of Israel did for our daily bread. Right. Going out, you know, only collecting a certain amount, not collecting on the day before Sabbath. We don't have that. We got something better. 
And our daily bread, our daily provision is the Lord, our Savior. He, he's our daily provision. Yeah. And he's more than enough. That's why we can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. That's why, you know, that we can, and you know, all these promises about what we can do through Christ, in Christ, mm -hmm. right? And all those things, because he's more than enough. Yeah. But we have to trust. And I know that this, this is something you say, well, well, I know that, I know that. Yeah, we know it, but we don't do it right. enough. We, we, we too easily get sidetracked and begin to think, what is it that we have to do mm -hmm. to put our hands to the work to get us out of our situation? Put our hands to the work to make the situation better. Put our hands to the work mm -hmm. in order to succeed. And the truth of the matter is, We'll be satisfied for the day if we would stop trying to put our hands to the work and trust God. Yeah. I mean, and truly just trust Him. And you know what else it would do? <clears throat> like we said, the people were complaining because they weren't trusting God and they wanted something else and they were fearful of how they could get it because they knew that in their own strength, and this is the trick back, they knew in their own strength they couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And see, that's the trick bag that the devil puts you in. See, when your mind and your heart is on God, and you think, well, and you have this trust, right? Like Mary. Right. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Or like the Hebrew boys. We're not bowing down to you, Nebuchadnezzar. You can throw me in the fire, but God's going to save me. But even if he doesn't, we're still not going to bow down. See, that's total trust right there. Oh, yeah. Right? And if we get to that point where we have that kind of trust, we will make better decisions. We won't fall into complaining. The reason why the children of Israel fell into complaining is because they wanted the leeks. They wanted the onions, the fish, and all the rest of that stuff. But they didn't know how to get it. Right. And they looked at themselves and go, I want this stuff, but I don't even know where to start. And then it made them mad. It made them despondent. But man, when you put your trust in God, you can say like this. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know he's going to. Right. That's a much better place to be, and it will keep you from falling into complaining, which displeases God, and will keep you in a place of trusting in him. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we want to trust God. Amen. Okay. It's part of our faith walk, right? That if you trust God, it's because you have faith and you believe in him. You know, and we want to do that, you know, day by day, you know, and I know we have plans. I know we think about the future and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but if you ever think about it, sometimes when you can get too far ahead of yourself, you can get tangled up in, yeah. in the things of life, you know, and it's always better to simplify it. And what better way to simplify things and to stay in the right place with God? And to take things day by day. Yes. Because that's how he provides for us. Day by day. And the last thing to understand as well is. Tomorrow is really theoretical. Because <laughs> by the time you get there. It's today. Yeah. We never live in a place called tomorrow. Right. We only live in a place called today. That's Tomorrow, true. next week, those are just things in our minds. 
-hmm. We never find ourselves there because by the time we arrive there, it's a place called now. It's a place called today. And faith is now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, which means faith is a today thing, a day-by-day Amen. 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 Praise God. Let's trust God. Amen. Let's trust God. Wherever you are tonight, amen, whatever you're going through, you know, just, just, you know, again, just try to simplify it um, and don't try to rationalize or figure it out. Just make a quality decision in your heart. That thing that's bothering you, that thing that concerns you, that thing that's vexing you, that thing that you don't know how it's going to turn out, Mm -hmm. just resolve within yourself, I'm going to trust God with it. And when the doubts try to creep back in, because they will, just say it again. Even if you have to say it out loud, nope, I'm trusting God with this now. Mm -hmm. And you just keep trusting God. Right? And you don't have to say some fancy prayer or anything. Sometimes you just got to keep it simple. I'm trusting God for this. Whatever it is. And then let God show up and show out in your life. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray tonight. Father, we bless your name. Yes, Father. And we thank you tonight for your word. We thank you, God, for just calling us closer to yourself, oh God. Father, we know that you are the the Lord who provides for us uh, our daily bread, the, the, the one who supplies all of our needs according to your riches and glory. And Father God, uh, we set ourselves to look to you and to put our trust in you, believing God that you will not fail us. Yes, and so Father, we thank you, O oh God, for your faithfulness. We thank you for your love. And Father God, we thank you, God, that as we continue to walk by faith, not, uh, not by sight, that we shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And for that, we give you the praise in the name of Jesus. Father, now, just pray that you will continue to build us up in our most holy faith. Father God, strengthen us in our spirit, man, O God. And and Father God, help us, O Lord, to stand. uh, And and, and Father, even after we have done all, to continue to stand. And Father, we just give you the praise, God, that we are strong in the Lord tonight and in the power of your might. Yes. And for that, we give you praise. Now, God, we just pray that you'll continue to rest, rule, and abide with us on this evening. Wherever we may be, oh God, we thank you that you are there with us. Continue yes, to watch God. over us, bless us, keep us, prosper us, oh God. And Father God, most of all, shower us with your love. And as you do, Father, we will continue to lift up our hands in the sanctuary or wherever we are and give your name the praise. Yes. Father, we love you tonight. We bless you tonight. We give you glory tonight in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.